Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I'm in Matthew chapter number 22 this morning, verse 23, going to read several verses down through 32, and pray the Lord to help me this morning for just a little while. But more than that, you know, he's helped me with this already, but I pray he helps you. That's, uh, that's what I've, I've come as, as pray that God would help you this morning. Matthew 22 and verse 23, if you found that in, the te- in your scripture, say amen. amen. Now the same day, the same day came to him the Sadducees, which say, now this is what got my attention, which say that there is no resurrection. And asked him, saying, Master, Moses said, if a man die, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. Now, there were with us seven brethren, and the first, the first, when he had married a wife, deceased, having no issue, left his wife unto his brother. Likewise, the second also, and the third unto the seventh, and last of all, the woman died also. And there, therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife shall she be of the seven? For they all had her. Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. For in the resurrection... They shall neither marry nor are given in marriage but are as the angels of God in heaven. I want you to notice they're not angels but they're as angels in the fact that they're not married and they are in a spiritual condition. But as touching the resurrection of the dead. Have you not read that which was spoken unto you by God saying, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Father, I love you. And I thank you for the morning. And I thank you for what this morning means to us, Lord. But this is my hope and my stay. And I bless you for the day. And I bless you for letting us be here. And I thank you, God, for your presence early in the morning. You met with me. I felt your presence, Lord. (laughs) I hear your voice through the scripture. I pray that you'd help me. Now fill my mouth, guard my tongue, and preach me with accuracy in the scripture. Touch the hearts of those that are gathered here on this sunrise resurrection celebration Sunday. I'll give you glory for all that's done, Lord. Use Use this man for a little while to glorify the king. I ask it in my king's name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to try to, to preach just a little while this morning. This is part one. Part two will be at, the, at the, the, the next service. I want to preach this morning on reality of resurrection. Reality of resurrection. What brought me to this, Brother Gordon, was as I'm reading through the Word of God, I find that in the entire Bible, this is the first time resurrection's mentioned. And I found it unusual that 
well, maybe not unusual, but interesting that the first time it's mentioned is in the place where someone said there's no resurrection. So if we follow the law of first mention that I talk about here often, and the first time you find something mentioned in the Bible, for the most part it follows that, 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 that theme throughout the rest of the word. And so here's, here's what I find, that they come and the Sadducees, a junior gardener said they didn't believe in the resurrection. That's why they were sad, you see. But this, uh, we find this in this particular place. The Sadducees were a group of, of Jews that only used the first five books. <clears throat> they didn't recognize anything else. And as a matter of fact, they not only used the first five books, but they were this, they were prominent and wealthy. So for the most part, they, they done like the politicians of today, they bought their self a position. And here they are, they do not believe in the resurrection. Why? Because in the first five books of the Bible, as I've said, in the new you know that the Old Testament is the things concealed, and the New Testaments are the things revealed. So here they it has not been revealed, and in them first five books of the Old Testament, they're saying, we've not read anything about a resurrection. They haven't. I found it interesting. Jesus goes back, talks to them about one of those first books when he gets in Exodus, talking about when Moses was speaking to the burning bush, or the burning bush was speaking to Moses, and he said this, yeah, but I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I'm not the God of the dead. Mm, maybe triggered a thought. I never heard that before. You mean, you mean, you, them God been dead a long time, but you're the God of the living. And I know you're their God because the first five books teach us that. Yeah, but you err in the scripture and you don't know the power of God. The problem, I want you to get this this morning. The problem never lies within that word. It lies within us. He said heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never, never pass away. Forever, oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Forever. It's done. In the beginning, God. Praise, you can stop right there. That's him. How did it all get here? There had to be a master builder. Anyone with any amount of understanding knows that handkerchief just didn't begin to exist. Something had to grow. Someone had to collect it. Someone had to comb it out. Someone had to clean it up. Someone had to manufacture this thing and there I have a white handkerchief in my hand. There was a maker. It takes a lot more faith to be an atheist than it does to be a believer. What kind of faith would it take to believe that this just happened? The Sadducee said, if I can't read it off that page, I'm not looking for a spiritual application. I'm going to take it verbatim. As a matter of fact, they didn't believe in resurrection. They didn't believe in spiritual beings. Can I tell you this morning, you're not a fleshly being having a spiritual experience. You're a spiritual being having a fleshly experience. This experience is going to wear out one of these days. Going to lay that thing down, Brother Junior. 
And so we have these things. But they said, there's no resurrection. Oh, really? You're just air. You don't understand. So there's a, I read some, several uh, polls yesterday. There was a university poll done up in Ohio. Now, polls are depending on who they ask. You understand that. I mean, if you go to New York City and do a poll, you're going to get a liberal point of view. They asked this, this supposedly, it was a, a, a kind of a moderate university, asked a thousand students, only 36% believe in a resurrection. Now, it tells me, I'm not a math student, but that tells me the majority don't, does not believe. How can someone that is dead rise up again? A, a, a British broadcasting company poll, uh, the BBC done a poll, and 50% of their people that they polled said they don't believe in, in resurrection. I don't know where the poll was or how many people they, they uh, interviewed, but 50%, Matthew says, no resurrection. Well, this morning, and I'm going to be, I promise you I'll be brief. Point number one, you'll get point two today in the, in the next service. I want us to consider this the truth of resurrection. The truth of resurrection. You see, the Sadducees just used in the first five books of the Bible. But the older book, the oldest that we recognize as the older manuscript is the book of Job. And Job said this in Job 19. He said this about verse 25. He said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. And in the latter day, he shall put his foot up on the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. And that's an older manuscript than, than the Moses law had been written. It was pre-law. And he understood that when he died, it wasn't the end of it. No. When you die, it just begins. This, this thing here is very temporary. But when we leave here, it just begins there. Wherever there might be. But in Daniel, Daniel said it like this. said, many shall sleep in the dust. They're going to awake at the resurrection. And many, in the latter time, many sleep in the dust. We went by the uh, funeral visitation of Joe Beth's grandfather, uh, Brother Joe Rich, passed away. Joe's been in this church, come to their wedding. He was here for another occasion. I forgot what it was. He lived a good long life, a man, God's man, 86 years old, ready to go. God blessed him in his, in his business, blessed him in his family, blessed him in whatever he had done. His wife, uh, Melba, Passed away a couple years ago. Joe just kind of been hanging out ever since that happened. They'd been together since his children. And, 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 and Joe passed away. And, and so we, we, we had been to the kids. We, I'm going somewhere here. We, we were coming back. We went in over down to Pleasant Shade. That's up near Red Bowling Springs. Stopped in, had a visit. Went through the line, visited. Uh, Give our condolences to the family and the passing of Joe. And they brought... 
they, Dusty and Joe Beth were coming. We met them on the road. They were coming. We were going. Isn't that how we live our lives? They're coming. We're going. They're going. We're coming. It's just like this. We live our lives. We met them. They're waving at us and they, and, 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 and So they get, they get there, and I said, well, how did the boy do? His birthday was Friday. He's three years old. And I, I said, well, how did he do? He said, done very well. So that's good. He said, well, he said, uh, he kind of broke the ice out at the graveyard. I said he did because one of the sons of, of, of uh, they called him Pa Joe so much. That's just how I refer to him. Uh, pa Joe, one of the sons of Pa Joe is having a pretty hard time. And, and, and so the little boy, uh, our grandson, was out at the graveyard. And he said, he said, don't drop him in the hole. Right out loud. Broke the ice. Don't drop him in the hole. I thought of what the other thing he said, Pat, this morning. And there's a man there who was helping him. And he asked his mama, he said, is that Jesus? You know why he knows that? Because Paul's been telling me. One of these days we'll leave this world. There's not but one person that can get you out of the hole. There's not but one can resurrect us. It's by his voice and his word and the power of his resurrection that he gets us. Who is that? That means Jesus. That's who that is. You see, you see the, the truth of resurrection was foretold before we were ever here. The lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. Before God made it, he knew what it was going to require to get us to him. Why was that, Brother Junior? Because he wanted a people for himself. He wanted, I, I can't get over the fact that he would want Mike McCoy of all people. I could understand if he wanted some of you, but he wanted Mike McCoy with him forever. How's he going to accomplish that? Because I'm rotten to the core. The only thing right about me is Jesus. I'm even left-handed. But everything about him's right. And I gotta have, I gotta have him in me. Christ in me. What is that, Brother Junior? The power of the resurrection. Christ in me, the power of the resurrection. That's where my hope lies today, Brother Dennis. It's in him. It's not in myself, it's not in this world, it's not in my job, certainly not in our government. It's not in this anything of this world. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. That's where my hope's at. Why? Because I know one day I'll come to the place where God says, you've, you've made, the Bible says, my bound is set that I cannot pass. I'm coming to that bound. When is that? Well, it's early for some. It's late for others. So I, I want to read you. I, want you. I want you to understand that the truth of the resurrection was foretold before anything that we know today had transpired. I want to read you a few verses right here. <clears throat> I want you to see that now this is this is the last point. I mean, I'm, I'm so according to the scripture, God hadn't missed it yet, 
I don't think he's going to start now. It's a historical document that is very accurate. I read, I read, Brother Jimmy. They said, there isn't a third of the information concerning Alexander the Great that there is concerning Jesus Christ in antiquity or historical accurate documents. And yet people believe that Alexander the Great ruled the known world at a certain time, but they don't believe that Jesus rose from the dead. I doubt there's anyone in here ever seen George Washington. But everybody in this room believes that he was the first president. Why do we believe that? Because of accurate historical documents. You know what we have, Brother Dennis? Accurate historical documents. You know what this is? Reality of resurrection. Foretold, but it's one thing to tell it, but then, Brother Jerry, another thing to fulfill it. Oh, a lot of things are foretold that never come to pass. But this is not only foretold, but now, praise God, it's been fulfilled. Amen. And behold, this is concerning the day of the crucifixion. The veil of the temple was rent and twain from the top to the bottom and the earth did quake and the rocks rent. God shook the world at the death of his only begotten son. And the graves were opened. Listen at this. Many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after, after, after his resurrection. On the day of Christ's death, when the veil of the temple is, is split in two from the top to the bottom, I read somewhere that it would take three yoke of oxen to pull that, that veil apart. It was that thick and that heavy and hang with, with all the ornament on it and said it would have taken three yoke of oxen to pull that veil apart and it's just hanging there and splits in two. But after Jesus is resurrected, Gabe, what happens? People get up and walk around the city and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. You know why it was holy? It wasn't holy that day. It was holy. It was holy for this very reason that the temple of God was there and the only reason. But the temple of God had become unholy. But it's still the holy city. That's why when you find this, when the abomination of desolation shall stand in the holy place, that's still Jerusalem. And what happened? They come out of the grave. Who were these people? Well, Scripture doesn't tell us. There's a lot of speculation on who it was. And if I may be, if I may just pose a question. Maybe it was those that have died of late. Because had it been, someone said, well, it must have been the old, the old saints of God from years gone by. No one ever knew who they were. 
What good, what good is a witness that you don't know who they are? You're much more valuable as a witness if somebody's watching you. They see your faithfulness to God. They see that you've got something they just don't have. They understand. They, un- they just something a little different about you. You're about a half bubble off, Randall. But it's in the right direction. Maybe this was those that had passed whom Jesus had touched. One suggested it was Simeon, the old man that seen the salvation of the Lord and was ready to die. But whoever it is, if we, if we use it, if we apply logic to this, we'll say this, surely it was somebody that they would have known to have been beneficial to go into the city and talk to them. It's true. You're dead. Not anymore. I mean, we can do everything we can do humanly possible to keep people alive on this earth. But there's a day comes when you've done all you can do. You are dead, not anymore. We see it fulfilled. I'm going to read you another passage. I'll be done. And, and, and this is... Uh, this is to the scoffers and the mockers. This, this is the greatest historical event in the history of the world. His birth was one thing, but babies are born every day. So people can lay that off, Brother Brantz. They may say, well, hey, look, there's a lot of babies born during that time. Babies are born every day. But I'm telling you, there was a day when nobody had ever done this, they got their self out of the grave. How you gonna do that? He's God, that's how he done it. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept? You'll hear more about first fruits later on today. Absolutely the first fruit. For since by man came death, By man came also the resurrection of the dead. Jesus became a man and died so that I could live. That's God's plan. Say, well, I'd have done something else. That's why he's God and you're not. He didn't ask anyone's permission. If you build something, Rick, you're an old builder. When you built something, did you get everybody's permission? Say, hey, I'm going to build this this way or that way. or, Or did you ask the thing you built? Are you satisfied with how I built you? The reply to that would be, it didn't say anything. Why? Because I made it. And you know how I made it? The way I like it. I don't care how Hollyweird likes it. I like it the way I like it. And God made it the way he liked it. You're made in the image and the likeness of God. And he made you that way to bring you to him. And he wants you to be with him forever. And the only way he could do that was because because of this sin is that he became a man and died. For as in Adam all die. That's why we were at the funeral yesterday. Even so in Christ shall all be made alive. 
I want you to catch that word right there. I'll talk about it later in the, in the next morning service. Even in Christ shall all be made alive. It's very important right there. Even in Christ. So in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order. Christ the first fruits. Afterward they that are Christ at his coming. That'd be me. John don't deserve it, couldn't buy it. Certainly didn't get it because of my, my fa- past family. But I have it. What do you have, preacher? I have a promise of eternal life Amen. through Jesus Christ, my Lord. I'm going to get older if God lets me live. In one of these days, he's going to, in, my, in my, my order, in the order, God designs the order, Brother Branch, in my order, I'm going to come. God's going to call. I'm going to go. But just maybe, just maybe he comes this afternoon. Maybe, Bo, he comes this afternoon, brother, and I tell you what we don't have to worry about. Somebody else can have my house. I'm not paying any more light bills. I'll be out of the preaching business. I'll be in the praising business. I'm gone from this land of sorrow, pain, and suffering. Praise God, into a land we call Beulah. It's a place where the married, that means married. It's where the marriage of the... Lamb of God between the bride who we are, who in our order have accepted Christ and in our order shall be called out. Are you in that number? Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God. There's going to be an end. He's going to deliver. Are you part of the kingdom this morning? Now, for the most part, people don't get up at 4 o'clock in the morning or 5 or whatever time it was to get in here, come to sunrise service, unless they at least have a small understanding that there's something more to this than just a book with words. That there's a God in heaven who wants you so bad that he died for you. And dying he saved me. And raising he justified me. And that's what he wants to do. And that's why he done it. And that, that is not believed by a large majority of people today. Because it's different. There's a difference between knowing about him and knowing him. We used the verse a moment ago, Christ in me. That is the hope of glory 
And it's a lively hope. It's alive. It's living. I have that hope today. I've watched a lot of people die. I didn't set out to do this, Jimmy. When I was a young man, there's three places I didn't go very often. I didn't go to funeral homes, hospitals, or nursing homes. Just didn't, three, three of the places I did not plan on visiting very often. And Randy and I live for the most part besides the church house in those places. And I've watched a lot of people die. I'll never forget Jerry Adkins, 38 years old, dying of cancer. Jerry said to me that day, he's 38 years old. We're standing in his house. And he looked at me, and here one of the hardest things I ever answered in my life, Gordon, was this. Jerry looked at me and said, Mike, I'm dying. Now what? I said, here's what. You close your eyes, and you fly away. That's what the Scripture says we do. You close your eyes. I believe the angels were hovering somewhere around the room right then. He didn't say we would be angels. said we'd be like angels. Somebody's got to show me how to get there. I don't know the way. I believe the angels hovered around the room. There's a presence of God there. John, I'm telling you, it was strong. All the family, his wife's holding his head in her lap. And the rest of the family's in the kitchen crying. I'm just standing by watching, Brother Jerry. It's not a thing I can do. And right before he died, it was snowing outside. Jerry loved snow. It was snowing outside. And he said, open the windows. And they opened the window. I thought, glory to God. He's about to launch out of here and I made this go with him. He started saying this over and over, Jimmy. Now, it's solid clouds. And the snow's falling. How many know that when you get above the clouds? (laughs) He said, I see blue. I see blue. I see blue. I see blue. You couldn't see nothing but snow and clouds out. I see blue. I thought, praise God, he's about to launch any minute. Last breath. Gone. I said, kids, mom, wife, he's gone. They're all broken, and it's a natural thing to be broken at that time. They're broken. I'm broken. We're all crying. And I said, but you know what Jesus said? I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Praise God. Hey, there was a little ray of hope come shining through. We grabbed another breath. We knew it wasn't the end. No, it just began for Brother Jerry. It was over for the family seeing him on this side. But one glorious day, 
in the resurrection. Randall. Listen, this isn't a hope so, or I guess, I guess so. This is a, this is a no-so. Brother Randy said it. He started off right. This is a no-so. I know. How do you know, preacher? The Spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we're the children of God. Say, well, I don't have a spirit. You ever get mad? You ever be happy? You rejoice with exceeding joy. That's all spirit. We worship him in spirit, little s, our spirit and truth, him. I'm the way, the life, and the truth. The truth, the way, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. We have spirit. Oh, you're more spiritual than you think. You just err in the fact and the power of God and miss the spiritual things. As we stand our feet today, Brother Randall leads us in song. If you were to need to pray or call on the Lord, there'll never be a better time than right now. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.